I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the mask. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined just by myself right now. Uh, it has been a crazy, crazy couple of days for me, personally. And so I'm going to tell you that story. I'm going to tell you what's been going on with me, why we had to skip yesterday's pod. Hopefully this even gets out to you, because right now things are just going nuts on both ends, mine and Isaac's right now. And uh, it's just been wild. So I'm doing a solo pod today. What we're going to do on the pod today is I'm going to I'm going to empty out all of the anything but Mavs questions that we have left. So I sent that question maybe two months ago. I mean, it feels like forever ago we sent out the question of anything but Mavs questions. I still haven't answered them all, so I'm going to try to just fly through some of these and uh, and get to them. Some of them are outdated. Like one of them is is what's the possible destination for Dwight Howard? Like he's already figured out where he's going to go. Jeremy Lin, he's already figured out where he's going to go. Uh, so we'll get to a bunch of those questions. Uh, but before we do that, oh my gosh. Okay, so a lot of you, if you don't know, uh, I, about a year ago, had to uh, move from Dallas to the Florida area. Uh, something happened with my job, uh, my job at the time, and uh, I was let go, and so I had to figure out something to do, and so I ended up moving to Florida near some family, and so I've been living in Florida for uh, the last year or so, uh, it's been very weird. Florida's a weird state. Any of our listeners that live in Florida probably can attest to that. Um, but I've enjoyed lots of things about it. It's been uh, a good experience for our family and everything. So uh, our goal is eventually to get back from get back to Dallas, but that's not the whole point. So we were living in, in the Daytona Beach area, and <laughs> a Category 5 hurricane was heading our way. Uh, if you've ever been part of a hurricane, it's just the scariest thing. We were visiting... Back in 2016, visiting my grandparents, going to Disney, and uh, Hurricane Matthew was coming, and that was a Category 4. I think it was leaning on a 5 at one point, and it was supposed to hit us. And it was just, I mean, it's just one of the scariest things you can be a part of because there's just nothing you can do, and it's just these winds, it's unpredictable, and it's just this crazy, I mean, a Category 5 is 150 mile-an-hour winds. That is just insane. And so Dorian, that is uh, that is hitting... Uh, just hit the Bahamas and is now hitting Florida, uh, was a Category 5 when it hit the Bahamas, which is just crazy. Um, and it's been weird that it's called Dorian because all I can think of is Dorian Finney-Smith just like spinning around in a circle, like making all these gusts of wind. <laughs> and so um, it's, been, it's been a crazy experience. So we evacuated. Uh, we left where, where we lived. We went to go stay with uh, my uh, wife's family and then we went to go even farther to her wife's my wife's family in uh in the panhandle and so we went and we stayed over there because it looked like it was going to be really really bad and so we went and stayed over there for a couple of days when we got the news that it was going to be downgraded to a category two we raced back over on this side but i'm still not in my home setup which is why i sound different right now hopefully it's even you know listenable uh, but i wanted to get a podcast out to you guys hopefully you're able to get this one so uh there you go. That's what's, been, that's what's been going on with me. It's been wild. It's been crazy. I am safe so far. Uh, as I'm recording this, the storm hasn't even hit yet, which is just the craziest part is that 
we've been doing all this stuff and the storm hasn't even hit yet. So uh, we've definitely learned some things for next time and uh, <laughs> we uh, will uh, we'll know how to, to react to it. So let's, uh, let's get it right into some of these anything but maps questions. All right, so there's a whole bunch of NBA questions I got to get to with this. Um, most underrated coach in the league right now, man, I think Eric Spolstra doesn't get enough credit. I think he gets listed in some of those, you know, you, you always get the question with coaches, um, you know, who's the top five coaches in the NBA right now. And you know, you throw names in there like Greg Popovich always is named in there. Rick Carlisle is usually named in there. Um, Steve Kerr. Sometimes you get a lot of, uh, random guys like Budenholzer, whoever the coach of the year kind of is, then you kind of name that guy. But I think, I think, um, for what Spolstra did with that Heat team and what he's been been doing since then with some of these lesser-known Heat teams uh, with lesser talent, they've, just had a, they've had crazy salaries with just weird guys. And so I think Eric Spolstra is kind of underrated right now. Um, but we'll see. There's a, there's a lot of new new faces. And, it, man, it's really hard to just rate coaches, right? Like it's, it's just really hard to, to assess how well a coach is doing because right now I'm getting a lot of questions in my mentions about When's the last time Rick Carlisle was a good coach? <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that's a fair question to ask. He hasn't had a good roster, obviously. But you you look at some of these teams, and like, these teams have been so bad. And maybe they've been tanking on purpose. Maybe he's not putting his full effort out there. But you uh, you kind of ask the question, if he's such a good coach, why can't he just turn, you know, we call him a warlock. We call him a wizard. We call him all these different things. Why can't he just turn these teams into wins teams that we thought had you know decent rosters on them uh last year's team at the beginning with luca and barnes and uh deandre and and those guys so you you just kind of wonder that and so coaching is just so hard to assess because if you ask anybody coaching uh rick carlisle is still a top five coach and he's still a really really good coach um but so an underrated coach i guess bolstro would be one be mine that i say but it's just so hard to assess coaching especially uh you know, for somebody like me that just hasn't been in coaching rooms and just doesn't understand how that all works. And there's so much behind the scenes that a coach does. Like an NBA coach does so many more things than just the X's and O's of, of game in and game out. Um, but yeah, and I think a guy like coach Nick that has actually done the job that, you know, uh, the b-ball breakdown guy from YouTube, I think he would be able to assess that a lot better than me, but, uh, okay. So, and that question was from, uh, Mendy, by the way, Med, Med, Medi. um, Austin asks, who would you like to see locked on Blazers? He's at, just asking the Blazers get to their uh, current. P- who would you like to see the Blazers get to put their team into championship contention? That's a really good question. So the Blazers team right now, you have you have uh, Lillard and McCollum, obviously. That's your backcourt. And they've been signed on forever. So you have them for a really long time. And they just they had those two wings for a long time. And now they're gone, Harkless and Aminu. And uh, you would think that you would have to upgrade those wing spots. You need some defensive guys in there, but they had those guys, and so I'm not really sure what this team is doing right now. They're a, they're a team that I really don't have a handle on right now. I still think they're a playoff team. I've been on the Blazers as a playoff team for a long time. I think Isaac didn't even pick them to be a playoff team last year, and I was still on them to be a playoff team. And uh, now Nurkic is probably going to be out for a little bit. They brought in Hassan Whiteside, which is a questionable decision to me. But hey, if he's, you know, uh, if if Nurkic is going to be out, that's a good guy to re- to replace him as a stopgap. But who knows what his role is going to be after that? 
Uh, now, then if Nurkic comes back and he's healthy, then you have two starting centers that are just, uh, that cannot play together at all. I mean, they could try to do the two tower thing. Nurkic just got a little bit of a shot, but uh, what they really, really need is they need some wings that can defend. Um, and they need some, some guys like that. Um, they need somebody to be able to guard guards because of those two guys in the backcourt. So if I had to pick a guy, like maybe a Paul George, like if they could get a Paul George type, which is saying a lot. I mean, he was third in MVP voting last year, but if they could get a player like that, then you're really talking. Cause now you have like a guy that can, can get his own shot in a way. And he doesn't have to be as good as a, of an offensive player as Paul George, but he has to be able to defend at a high level. Uh, and then they, I just don't really know what they're, they're doing in that front court. Uh, and I don't think that, uh, <laughs> I don't think that Kent Bazemore or Rodney hood is going to be the answer for them on the wings. So, who do who would I want to see them add a, a wing like that? I think a really good defensive wing that'd be able to carry some offensive load for those guys. Um, and he doesn't have to carry a lot too, because Nurkic does a lot of offensive things too. He passes pretty well. He's a good scorer. He can shoot a little bit. He rebounds for them, so that that really helps. But that's who I think I would, I would want to see them add to get to championship contention. You'd have to add a guy like that because I just don't think the two of Lillard and McCollum are good enough. I know they just made the Western Conference Finals, but that was kind of a, it was a, I don't want to say it's a fluke run, but it was a little bit of a, they beat the guys that were in front of them, and though the guys that were in front of them weren't necessarily the best. So uh, that's what I think about that. Uh, a personal question. Um, Jacob asked, which one of you has met the most non-sports-related celebrities? I've probably told this story on the podcast before, but uh, a non-sports-related celebrity that I met uh, he lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio, which if you've ever lived in Ohio and you've ever been to Yellow Springs, it's just one of the weirdest places in the world. You just don't really expect it. It is like this little hippie town, um, probably an hour north of Cincinnati, maybe even farther north of Cincinnati. And you go there and uh, there's a lot of woodsy areas and there's the, the springs, obviously, which is why it was named. There's just these different hiking trails and things. And then there's just this little town and this little strip and there's like a comic book store. There's like this local pizza place that everybody loves. There's just these, you know, hippie places. There's just, there's, there's like, I remember back, we used to go there all the time when I was in high school and I remember there was a bong shop and, uh, this is like before weed was legal and all that stuff. And, uh, and so it was just, it was just an interesting thing to see, especially as a high schooler. Um, and so there's all just kind of stuff like that. There's all, oh, there's all these like individual like clothing stores where people make their own clothes and sell them and make their own jewelry and sell them. There's just all these kind of shops like that. Uh, and so it's cool to like walk around and look at all that stuff and to, to go there. But a guy that lives there, which is just the most random thing I'd ever, I've ever heard in my life is Dave Chappelle, the comedian, the guy that used to do Chappelle show. And so we knew he lived there and we didn't just keep going back to try and find him. But one day I was like, man, I want to see Dave Chappelle because I know he lives in that area. And uh, so we're just walking down the street one day and I can just see it in my head still clear as day. I was in high school and Dave Chappelle was walking down the street by himself. And I just look at him and you kind of freeze when you see a guy like that because you look at him and, and you say, man, I know you. And it feels like you know this person, but they don't know you at all. Like They don't know anything about you. And we kind of have this this where uh, – listeners of the podcast of lockdown Mavs listeners will be like will feel like they know us but we have no idea who they are sometimes you guys tweet us and stuff like that but then when they they meet us it's like 
oh, you don't know me, me at all. Uh, and it's happening a lot right now, especially with podcasts and things. I'm, I'm sure if I ever met Bill Simmons, it would kind of feel like this too. I've just listened to him for so long. I know so much about this guy, which is just so weird and creepy, but I've just listened to his show for so long. Uh, and so I kind of felt like that with Dave Chappelle and uh, he's walking up towards me. And all I, do, all I could think of was, uh, don't say something that's going to annoy him. Don't say something that's going to annoy him. And all I said was, uh, and I was just kind of being a little obnoxious. I looked at him and I pointed and I smiled and I was like, you're Dave Chappelle. And, uh, you know, I don't know what I was, you kind of don't really think in the moment, but I just didn't want to say anything super annoying. Maybe that was annoying, but he looks back at me, he smiles back at me and he goes, I am. And he just keeps walking down the road and I didn't like stop him or anything. Uh, and so I think that was a, a positive reaction. Uh, but yeah, I met Dave Chappelle. I guess that was meeting Dave Chappelle, right? We, we exchanged greetings. So uh, that was really cool to meet him. I don't know what, what non-sports celebrities Isaac has met, but that's one that, that I really like. Uh, Mark Cuban, I guess, counts as one too. I've met him on, on many occasions. He's the loyal listener of the podcast, by the way. Um, but he's a non-sports celebrity because he didn't start being a celebrity through sports. Uh, I guess the Mavericks maybe was kind of what brought him to stardom, but uh, he was kind of there before that. So there you go. That's a, uh, a non-sports celebrity that I met. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I'll get to more of your questions. There's a bunch of NBA questions, a couple more personal questions. We're emptying the anything but Mavs mailbag, emptying it out so we can get fresh new questions. All right, Isaac. So let's get to some more of these questions. Oh, dang. Isaac isn't here. It's just me. Okay. Um, Mikey asks, what's the most underrated team after this offseason? Man, an underrated team. That's a, that's a really tough question. Um, an underrated team to me might be the, uh, the Spurs. I think the Spurs aren't getting enough love as a playoff team. I think people just dismiss them because LaMarcus Aldridge and, uh, DeMar DeRozan are boring. That's a really underrated team right now. Uh, I really don't feel that great about that team, like winning playoff series and everything, but I wouldn't be surprised if they came in and won a playoff series against I don't know, name random opponent, but that's a team I think is kind of underrated. David asks, what's a possible destination for Dwight Howard, Jeremy Lin, Andre Iguodala, and or Mello? Okay, so we know Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, which we've laughed about enough on this channel. Or not on this channel, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm merging platforms. Uh, <laughs> we've laughed enough about on this podcast about Dwight Howard. Jeremy Lin went over to China. Andre Iguodala is still a grizzly right now, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I think he ends up with the Lakers. Uh, Rob Palenka used to be his agent, so I think that's kind of where that that works out. Uh, if not the Lakers, then probably the Clippers. I mean, they really don't need him because they have the two guys which play who play the same position as him. Uh, Iguodala's not really a four. Right? I guess he could kind of play two, but he's just a little he's a little slow at this point to take a lot of twos. Uh, and then they have Mo Harkless too, which is a really good ad for them. So they don't necessarily need him. I guess they would need his, his leadership, like his veteran leadership. The Mavs, I think would be, a. I mean, Isaac and I have talked about a lot, how Iguodala would help the Mavs tremendously with that, that veteran presence, with that specific position they really need. I mean, he would come in and start for the Mavericks. He might not be the most effective starter, but he would come in and bring that leadership right away. Uh, so there you go. That's what I think about Iguodala for Mello. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Mello would be, would be a good spot for Melo. I don't like him with the Knicks. Or I don't like him with the Nets because Kyrie and him and then DeAndre Jordan and, and that's just a this the whole mess of it's an amalgam. It's really an amalgam of personalities already. Um so I don't really like that. 
Um, the Knicks is just kind of like if they just want a PR move, they could do that. But Melo's a four at this point in the NBA. I mean, he's not going to be a three. So you want to add Melo? Another? You want to add Melo? That's another four. Um, man, I just I just don't know about that. So another team. If I'm trying to think of a Melo team, send him back to the Rockets. <laughs> just just put him with Harden and Westbrook. Um, Ah, the Lakers. Who, who cares at this point? Just send him, to, send him to the Lakers. Let's just bring him off the bench. Him and Dwight Howard off the bench. It's just too perfect. Eventually, Chris Paul will end up there. Dwayne Wade will come out of retirement. Just all the old guys that used to be good. Let's just put them all on the Lakers. Who cares at this point? So th- that's my probable destinations for those guys. Um, that dude asks this question. If Pinocchio says, my nose will now grow, what happens next? It's a great question. It's a it's a real philosophical questions that he that he asks here. So Pinocchio, let's walk through this this scenario. Pinocchio says, "My nose will now grow." Okay, so if he says it, then it can't be a then if he says it and it's a lie, then his nose will grow. But he said that it will grow, so it won't grow. He said, my nose will not grow. But then if it doesn't grow, then it is a lie. Um, yeah, so it's a catch-22 at that point, that dude. It's just a qu- catch-22. Uh, he probably just implodes. No, here's what it is. His nose doesn't grow outward. It goes inward. It becomes an any nose. That's what happens if Pinocchio says, my nose will now grow. It becomes an any nose. We figured it out. We've answered it. All right, moving on to another question. Brent asks, if you could have a portal between any two locations on Earth, but only you could use it, where would you put it? Dang, right now I would put it between my house and Dallas <laughs> because I would love to go back and forth uh, and go to Mavs games and still be credentialed and all that and be able to just go back and just to be able to go back and do date nights with my wife because uh, where we live right now is not the, the cultural hub that Dallas-Fort Worth is <laughs> or even Austin, like the, the area... It's pretty close. There's nothing really like that. Orlando, it kind of feels like a sterile city. Maybe I don't know all the culture to it. If you know some cool like Orlando spots, tweet me. Um, but yeah, it just it just feels very touristy and not super um, cultural. It doesn't feel like it has a lot of like stuff to it. So that's what I would do right now. I don't know about Isaac. Probably Brazil because plane tickets are super expensive and he has family there. <laughs> probably Brazil and Dallas. Um, Eric asks... Whose roster would you rather have going forward and why? Orlando or Phoenix? This is a great question. Okay, so Phoenix, you're, you're getting, you're getting your, your number one pick in DeAndre Ayton. You're getting Devin Booker. You're getting Mikhail Bridges. That's, that's their core right there. Um, you're also getting Cam Johnson, I guess. Um, yeah, their roster their roster's a little interesting. They've, they've really screwed up a whole bunch of draft picks. We've so been over this over and over again. Uh, and Devin Booker's getting a lot of hate right now, especially from Bill Simmons, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but he's getting hate for not doing the Team USA thing. But I think Devin Booker is really good. He got paid too early, which is why all the hate is coming. But I think he's just really good. Uh, so you get Aiton, Booker, uh, Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, Ty Jerome, however you feel about him. You also get uh, Kelly Oubre, who just signed that two-year deal. Um and then Tyler Johnson, Ricky Rubio, Frank Kaminsky, those Dario Saric. Dario Saric add him to the to the young guys, uh, but he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be a restricted free agent after this year. So that's what you get with with Phoenix. Uh, as is, they're a really bad team. They just they're just so young. Uh, they're still learning and growing, but there's a lot of potential there. With Orlando, 
you look at that side of it and you get Jonathan Isaac, you get Bamba for whatever you think he is going to be. You get Aaron Gordon, who's already pretty good and has a great contract. You get Vooch, who was just signed to that contract, who also has a descending contract, uh, which is awesome. You get Fultz, so you get the flyer on Fultz, uh, which is interesting. Kem Birch has been a pretty good backup big. Uh, you get uh, Alfred Camino randomly. Um, that's kind of all their young. Melvin Frazier is kind of a younger guy that um, people like. Terrence Ross is not necessarily a young guy, but he's a guy that people like. So if I'm taking the two rosters, you're basically let's, – let's, let's boil it down to just the cores. Okay, so you get Vooch, uh, Bom- uh, Jonathan Isaac, Gordon, that, that threesome of a core, and you get Booker, Aiton, Bridges, and I don't know. Who's their next best player? Uh, R- Rubio? I guess Rubio. <laughs> so, so that's what you get at that. And uh, I think it, at right now I feel like I would take Orlando. I just feel like some of those pieces are tradable. I'm just not sold on the Booker Aiton pairing, man. But some of the other Orlando, it's that's a really hard question. This is why it's a really hard question because some of the Orlando pieces are they, they overlap, and so you're not super, you know, excited about how they overlap there. But um, Orlando's in the East, and they already made the playoffs. They've already just proven a lot of things. Aaron Gordon, I think, is better than Devin Booker, maybe. Man, that's hard. That just depends on what you want at this point because defensively you get a lot with Aaron Gordon. You don't get a lot. Uh, you get not as much offensively, but you still get a lot offens- offensively. He can still do a lot. Um, but with with Devin Booker, you get nothing defensively and you get a lot offensively. So it just, it just really depends on what you feel like. So there you go. That's what I feel about those teams right there. Uh, all right, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's get to some more questions. We only got Six questions left, so six more questions. We'll empty out the anything but Mavs mailbag. All right, Isaac, or just me. We got six more questions. Let's fly through the, these last six questions. Okay, Carlos says, "Who's your favorite? What's your favorite part of LeBron James Taco Tuesday videos?" My favorite part of the Taco Tuesday videos is Zuri, LeBron's youngest daughter. I think his only daughter, but his daughter. She just has the cutest, highest voice. Uh, and the way she says Taco Tuesday is just the best. So I'm going with Zuri. I think it's Zuri. Pretty sure. Mavs New Era says, who is y'all's biggest bust in NBA history? I want to say Anthony Bennett, but uh, he wasn't super like highly touted. I think the bust was the draft pick <laughs> to begin with. That was just the biggest miss in NBA history, I think. So the draft pick from the, the Cavs, I think, was just the biggest one. Outside of that... Um, Man, biggest bust in NBA history. I just did a, a biggest busts for uh, for Dawkins a, a little while ago. Um, I have to go back and re- remember who who are the worst busts. Uh, Twenty biggest NBA draft busts. I'm going back. Okay, uh, Markel Fultz was a really big one. Uh, that one is going to be huge because of what they got in the trade too. They traded down or they traded up. From three, yes, the Sixers traded up from three. They traded an extra first-round pick with that one to get Fultz. And then what they traded him for was basically nothing after that. So that's a big bust because we already know what the Sixers got out of it. They got a year-and-a-half experiment of a, of a terrible play because he forgot how to shoot. Uh, and it's just the weirdest, like, just the weirdest bust thing of just not being able to shoot anymore. <laughs> that was really weird. 
Um, Hashim Thabit is a huge bust. Even though he wasn't number one, he was number two, and he was just awful. That's a huge bust. Um, Greg Oden with the injuries, that one hurts. Um, Kwame Brown was a, was a bust, but he had a, he had a decent NBA career. Like he lasted in the league. He was there for a decade. Um, so he's not, he is a bust. He wasn't as, as good as everyone thought he was going to be, but he had a solid NBA career for a long time. So, uh, that's why I kind of, I kind of hold back the hate on Kwame Brown because of, of what he was able to do there. So got that one. Um, James asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, just, it's a hot dog. It's a different thing. It's just a completely different thing. Um, the bun connects and uh, i don't think fundamentally it has to have like it's the same thing as in geometry like a square is a rectangle but a rectangle is not a square it's like that a hot dog is not a sandwich but uh it has the properties of one it's like that so uh alexander asks top three best burger places Ooh, i'm just gonna go with like some national ones or some some chain ones because there's definitely some like local places that people have had that are, are probably better than these but um Oh, a local one that's in Dallas uh, is called Burger Island, I think. Uh, they have really good burgers. I can just see the outside of the place, and I know exactly where it is. It's uh, it's over by, oh, dang, I'm, I'm forgetting streets in Dallas, but uh, I think it's over by SMU. I could be wrong about that, but uh, Burger Island had, had really good burgers. Man, I love, I love, uh, I love In-N-Out Burger. I also love Five Guys burgers because you can just add a whole bunch of stuff to it. Uh, and they're just awesome burgers. And they're, they're a burger where you can just, like, you can squeeze a burger. And, like, you know how you take a McDonald's burger and you squeeze it and it just, like, goes down to nothing? Like, you can just make it, like, paper thin how much you can squeeze a McDonald's burger. A Five Guys burger, you can't do that. You take it and you squeeze it and it just doesn't go down all the way. Uh, and then, another great burger... Uh, I have to put Whataburger in there because you can just change a bunch of stuff to it. You can do the Texas toast. You can do a whole bunch of things. Whataburger has to be there. So those are my three. Uh, Mr. Nadrol asks, what's the worst current NBA jersey? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about this. Um, but I don't like the oh, the Phoenix Suns orange ones with the gray. <laughs> those are pretty bad. I don't like those at all. That's the first one that came to my head because of the orange. Uh, and Connor asks, could God microwave a burrito so hot that even he couldn't eat it? This is probably a question for Isaac. He's the theology guy that went to uh, seminary and did all that stuff. Uh, but my take on this is that there's some, you always ask the question, this is so like theological, I could take this in so many different directions, but there's some things that, that God cannot do, right? Like God cannot sin. God cannot um, because it just his, because of what his nature is, uh, there are things that he cannot do. However, God can do everything. So it's just like another weird, like catch 22 situation. And there's so many things about God that we just don't understand because our minds just cannot go to that place. Um, but could he microwave a burrito? <laughs> could he microwave a burrito so hot that even he could not eat it? Um, yes because a microwave burrito in the, in, on the outsides will always be too hot for everyone. Always. And God made us in the image of him, so I think he has some of the qualities that we have, and I think one of those is over-eagerly eating something out of a microwave that is too hot to begin with. That is, that's my take on that. So there you go. That's all our Anything But Mavs mailbag questions. So now we need more. I'll definitely put out a, a tweet before the next time. 
um, that we do this and you guys will be able to get new anything but Mavs mailbag questions. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope this wasn't too terrible uh, in the audio department because uh, I am off location right now. I am uh, currently in my mother-in-law's house recording this (laughs) and uh, the power flickered five times while while I was recording this. So hopefully I'm able to send it off. Hopefully, Hopefully you guys will be able to get it. I appreciate everybody that's sending me well wishes and thoughts and prayers and all that stuff. So uh, we'll be back hopefully after this is all done by the end of the week. This might just be a three week or a three podcast um, week, uh, but we'll definitely be back next week for sure. Back full strength doing it again. So guys, appreciate everything. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And uh, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>